Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Candidly with Coffee. Welcome back. We are back in the pod. Yes, we are. I'm hoping that this pod is a new pod soon. Right. Yeah. Meaning we got to, we're going to hopefully, eventually get, we'll have a room opening up and then we will um, use, set it up as a podcast studio. Mm. And it'll be much more ideal, like layout and visual for YouTube and stuff like that. It'll be more conversational. Um, but for now, this is this is what we got to do. Cheers. Cheers. This is what we got. We work with what we got right now. Yes, that's it. It's not like we got sponsorships, corporate sponsor money, no. none of that. We'd no. be in a, a fancy studio if we had it like that. No, but we're gonna set it up <clears throat> nice. Little by little, we're I'm getting gonna, there. I'm going to. Uh, get some ideas and start thinking yeah. about like the best layout, what I like, looking at other podcasts and things like that. So we will be doing that um, next year. That'll be in 2023. So stay tuned for that. Um, I'll tease a little bit. We are going to have an announcement in a couple of months as well on something else that we're working on. Yep. True that. Right? That's yes. pretty exciting. So yeah, 2023. There is some stuff brewing for the Escobars over yes. here. So stay tuned for all of that. And thank you so much for, you know, we got a couple more reviews in. I appreciate that so much. You guys, thank you guys. Just a reminder, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you pull up our podcast on Apple Podcasts and scroll down to the bottom, there will be a, a little thing you can select that says write a review. You just tap there. Give us five stars and tell us what you love. We really appreciate it. It really does help us. And I'm going to remind you every episode. Every episode. Because repetition, that's what works for people. They yes. need to hear it over and over mm -hmm. so that when you have a moment, you'll remember, oh, shoot, I need to leave a review. Yep. So thank you so much for the people that have done that. Also, just a reminder, we are also on YouTube. So obviously, if you're watching us on YouTube right now, you know. But if you're listening to us, then... Um, just so you know, we're also on YouTube, and a lot of times I will put up pictures and visuals along with the episode. And on YouTube, that's the best place for you for you to correspond with us about the episode. So if you have any comments, questions, anything, I will reply, and I have been replying to every single comment on, on the show. Thank you guys for so that. So comment if you have any questions or if mm -hmm. there's anything you want to know or whatever. We can we can talk about it on the YouTube comments. So please don't so be much. shy. Yeah, because we love it. We do. Mm -hmm. I share I share everything with you. you I'm do. usually the one that's doing the responding, but I share it. Yes, you do. And you like it. I do. It's nice. Yeah. Somebody recently told me to tell Mike that they like him better than Joe Rogan because <laughs> you Damn. know I'm saying a lot. You know we we know Joe's you love we know you love Joe Rogan. Yeah, I do. I like his podcast because he has different guests, different topics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, know. it's inspo for sure. Mm -hmm. It For is. Sure. I love Joe Rogan too. You know what's so funny is because you know what he, he, this is what I love about Joe Rogan. He, he he says you have to have a discussion. He leaves open everything open. Yeah. There's no right or wrong. There's no I'm right or you're wrong. You have to talk about things. You got to decipher it. Let's talk about this. Right now, everybody's like, "My way or the highway." Yeah, Just and it's like okay. This. Sorry, it's okay to um have different opinions, and he has people on his show mm -hmm. that he doesn't agree with necessarily. Nope. It, it's that's what makes things interesting yeah it's okay not to be always like in agreement with everybody and that's oh, why no. i like his show yeah he'll if he has something he has something to say about anything he'll say that he says something near Neil degrasse tyson he didn't agree with that physicist dude oh. on his podcast anyways yeah he he'll he'll pipe in and say uh i don't agree with that i don't think that's right i like that about him he doesn't just go along with it you know what i mean like just because they're his no, guests yeah of course mm -mm. um tyler <clears throat> like my son, Tyler, for those of you who don't know, he's 25, but years ago, like, I don't know, maybe 12 years ago, I, he didn't want, he stopped watching TV. Like he didn't want a TV in his room anymore. And I was like, why? He's like, cause I just listen to podcasts. Literally, this is like yeah. when they were not mainstream nope. and he would listen to Joe Rogan. Yep. He was only 15. Yeah. He would listen to Joe Rogan podcast. I'm like, what the heck is a podcast? Damn. And I felt so out of touch, but- who knew that's like the thing yeah is podcasting yes now and joe rogan kind of like pioneered it dude big time he's the king there's the, nobody bigger yeah. that i know of him and uh i want to say podcasting but what's that famous dude he's on sirius xm 
He's kind of controversial. Howard Stern? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was radio. Radio. Like, he was a shock jock. Yeah. That's what they called uh, the Howard Sterns back in the day. I remember I, I would, this show I would carpool my nephews to school and I would listen to Howard Stern and, and a lot of times it was like not appropriate stuff. Yeah, I know. I was like, oops, probably should change it. He did crazy stuff. He was ahead of his time back then. Yeah. Stuff yeah. he did back then he can't do now or get away with or say the things that they said back then they can't say now. It's like we regressed. No. I also feel like he's... Um, more conservative now. Way more off political. Yeah, he used to be crazy. Opinionated about the vaccine. He was got crazy with a lot. A lot of people would stop following him, listening to him. Um so I, I wanted to I didn't even I don't know if I told you, but I guess I haven't given an official update on this podcast on my dad. I've talked about him being ill, but I guess I haven't done an official update. But I'm going to talk about it because I had a situation happen um, this week with a family member. I'm not going to name any names, but um, I had a a family member of, of ours contacted me, kind of a, not a, a cousin of mine, contacted me because they were upset that they had found out about my dad was ill and they were upset that they didn't get that information sooner. Got it. And it just got me to thinking. I mean, he was very upset. And while I don't agree with his delivery, mm-hmm. um, I it did I did step back from the situation and think like, okay, I put myself in the same shoes, I guess. You know, I, I figured like if um you know, it happened to me and I didn't know like my cause it was, you know, an uncle. So it's an uncle. So it's kind of like if you know, someone did that to me or someone that did that to Tyler. Yeah. You know what I mean? I thought about like if it happened to my kids, it was just a situation where I just had to stop and think like, no, I haven't communicated it. You know, I haven't stopped to think like, when do you notify family when like extended family? I'm not talking about immediate family, but when do you notify extended family and people you don't personally talk to about someone's health i don't know i felt like first of all i was caught off guard and i said well it's not my news to share yep it's not my health Mm -hmm. you know but i do share about my dad i'm like clearly you don't listen to my podcast but yes um so hopefully he won't listen to this anyway so basically they they want you to post it on facebook and let everybody know know, he was upset that he didn't get the memo and he was very very upset and just kind of Mm. but what I tried to explain is, well, you know, we have a lot going on. I didn't think to share it with people that I don't normally communicate with. Yeah, of course. It's not a secret. They're not immediate family. Right. It's not a secret, it, no. but it's not someone that I communicate with. I haven't, like, I'm, with all due respect, I haven't talked to you in like 30 years. So right. why would I call you and let you know? And, right. you know, um, I assume maybe that you would find out through the grapevine. I don't yeah. know. So at first I was really irritated, to be honest. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like I have enough on my plate, last thing I want to worry about. But then I stopped and thought about, I asked my dad. I went to my dad's and I was like, I told him what happened. He goes, well, why haven't you told anybody? And I'm like, oh. I'm like, do you want me to? He's like, yeah, well, you know, people should know. And I was like. Because that's your personal health. You know what I'm saying? Do you want it out there? But but then when he told me, like, no, I, I mean, yeah, of course. And I was like, oh, okay. So mm-hmm. what I did was I messaged the, my immediate girl cousins because I communicate with them. Yeah. And I told them, listen, share it with your family. Yeah. But that's all yeah. I'm going to do. Yeah. And then I'm going to talk about it here on the podcast. That's it. But, but <clears throat> I was just, and, and you know what? Once I shared it, I realized, yeah, you know what? It was the right thing to do because they, they were glad I let them know. And yeah. they had kind words and stories about my dad and mm-hmm. reached out to him, which that makes him feel special. So it was the right thing to do. It just goes to show how it is important sometimes when you're dealing with conflict to stop and put yourself in that person's shoes to have a That's little a empathy for, yes. but while I chose, I did that for the person who came at me kind of aggressively he didn't do that for me. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's why that conversation was started very on the wrong foot. Because he didn't do that for me. Gotcha. He didn't stop and say and think to himself, wow, I'm upset that I didn't have this information. But let me put myself in 
her shoes. Yep. She's got a lot on her plate. People never do. You know, People like there's do. a, you know, there's many reasons why it may not have dawned on her. Yeah. So while I understand and I learned from it, obviously, and I did reach out now, I'm glad it happened because if he hadn't have done that, I wouldn't have reached out and told my cousins. And True. it is something that, you know what, I never stopped to think like, shoot, I, sh- I should share it. Yeah. So uh, now that this person knows, are they going to make f- effort and come visit your dad now that he's still I here? I think so. That's the thing with people, oh, you're in my prayers. I'm thinking, I just wanted to know. People just sometimes want to know to know. Okay, now you know. Now you're going to take action? No, it sounded like he was, though. And and with, with, in his defense, he is close to my parents. And he he was, out of like a lot of my dad's nephews and family members, he he lives far away, but he made the effort whenever he was nearby to visit my parents. He was actually really close with my mom as well. And I know that's part of the reason he was upset because he felt like the same thing happened with my mom. Like all of a sudden we announced that she died thinking that maybe we had this long lead up to it. But with my mom, we did not. Mm -hmm. But anyways, the update on my dad for the, if I haven't been clear on the podcast and my dad has given me the green light to share it. He had, he was diagnosed with colon cancer in May. We had surgery for that. He had emergency surgery. He recovered. That I shared. He recovered from the surgery. They said they got it all. It was, you know, stage one, and they felt he was cancer-free. And several months later, um, we ended up having a scan done and found out that it had spread, and he, and he wasn't cancer free and it's it spread to his liver they had initially thought it might have spread to lymph nodes at the time and this is a few months ago now so like three months ago um it was just in the liver they they confirmed that with a pet scan so it's stage four colon cancer they gave him treatment options he has declined the treatment options so damn cancer he is not taking chemotherapy he is they gave him the option to do intravenous and um pills he's opted not to do either of those which makes him stage four colon cancer with terminal cancer so there is you know he he's at the end of life basically we don't know how much time he has um but as of right now you're hearing it from me um if i have family members or whatever that listen he is not bedridden he's still self-sufficient he has good days and bad days he's tired and weak a little bit of low appetite, but other than that, those are his only symptoms. The wor- the hardest part for him right now is mentally. Mentally, yeah. Very hard for him. Um, he has a lot of anxiety and, you know, he struggles with depression you, even before. You know what sucks, man? What's already hard enough in life is, where everybody knows this, we're all going to die. That being said, the mind thing that's messing with your dad is, he knows it's coming. He just doesn't know when. And right. he doesn't want to suffer. And unfortunately, with cancer, there's a little bit of suffering at the end. Right. There might be. Might you know? be. Hopefully. And, yeah. You know, you Maybe don't not. Know. I don't know. But. Maybe not because yeah. we, we just have to see. Everybody yes. is different. Yes. And so I don't want to necessarily speculate there. But I, it did yeah, make me yeah. think of something <clears throat> because when I shared the news, someone, you know, said, like, we're, you know, and I've told my dad this too. I'm like, dad, we're all going to die. It's not just you. And someone, all I might die before you still, and you don't know. And it's easy to say that. It's very easy to say that. And I'm guilty too. I say that. But if you stop and think, it is significantly different to know you're dying than to know you're going to die. Mm-hmm. There is a difference. Yeah. So I have to be more sensitive to that too, because I've said that to him. And I say that to him frequently, but when it was said to me by someone, I kind of thought, well, that's insensitive, but I've said it to him. But I'm like, because there's a, yeah, I know we're all going to die yeah. and, and we could die tomorrow crossing the street. But be sympathetic and empathetic to the fact that it is a lot different to know you're dying than knowing you're going to die eventually someday. Yeah, it's true. Way different. It's very different, especially when you know, you know, you're at the end of life. Well, and and you- another thing is. What does he have to look forward to? Right. Who, when anyone's dying and they know they're dying, what do you have to look forward right, to? Right, because isn't that what keeps us going? Every day. You Usually wake up, you sunshine. Look, you look, you, your family, your kids, your right. dogs, you think whatever the things, motivation anything, is. Anything, Christmas or yes. things to look forward to. Mm-hmm. And to him, any date in the future is closer to his death. Yes. 
And you have to be sensitive to that mm-hmm. with people. You have to yes, be. And I've learned, you know, in my, I'm his primary caregiver, I would yeah. say, you know, um, and I've learned a lot through the process. I'm still learning every day on how to deal with him and how to make him feel best and feel, you know, more, most comfortable and lift his spirits. It's very daunting task to lift somebody's spirits who, like you said, has nothing to look forward to. Yeah. Yeah. You just have to like, every little day that he could be happy is a win. Celebrate yeah. those days. I tell him that. I remind him that every day. So when you feel good, take advantage. Yeah. Get out I of the said, house. Get win. some sunshine. It's a good day. Walk. Yes. You're yeah. still here? You're still here? Yeah. Like you know? lately, he'll be like, I don't feel the cancer today. It's mm. weird. I don't, I just, I don't feel the cancer. It just feels good that day, which is Yeah. Good. And I'm like, that's a good dad. That's yeah. a good day. Like today's a good day then. Like let's enjoy the day. You know, we'll take the small wins. Yes. You know, while we, we get small them. So wins. anyways, that is the update on my dad i'll you know i'll keep you guys updated i know a lot of people ask me and they give all their well wishes and and things like that and i appreciate that it just you know that is something that is going on in my life that's a big stressor and i don't have control over it so i have to control all of the stress in my life that i do have control over i have to be mindful that's kind of what you preach not to get off topic but the industry you're in you know Mm -hmm. as a coach is you tell people, control with what you can control. Right. You can't control outside forces. You can't right. control the tornado, the rain, the storms, nothing. But you can control yourself. Yeah. You're responsible for you. You're responsible for what you right. put in your body. You can control your reactions too. Yes, you could. Your, your reactions to things, how you, you know, how you process them. Yeah. Take a, take a deep breath and don't jump the gun into things. Mm-hmm. And I have to follow that advice. I've gotten better as I got older. Before I used to jump, yeah. jump quick. You did. I did. I try not to no more. Yeah. I'm trying to be more mellow. I'm older now. That's you know. I guess this is what happens when you get older. You mellow out. Mm-hmm. But I have my moments where I want to explode. But I, 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 it's dangerous for me because I got to keep my my blood pressure low. Yeah. It's not good for my for bo- sure. my high blood pressure. So. So I try not to be reactive. People cut me off. I used to get pissed. You remember that? Some people have serious road rage I problems. Don't. Like they, I let it go. Like you will like have a health. You could have a heart attack or something. The way some people get with um, yeah, traffic stuff. Yeah, yeah. You got to be careful. Plus, you, nowadays people are angry. You don't know who has a gun and will shoot at you. We have it's common out here now. People are doing mm-hmm. highway shootings left and right. A lot. Angry. People, a lot. You don't play. So I, I don't honk at them. Just let it go. Go about your day. It's not yeah. worth it. Um, I, I don't think I get too much road rage. You know what? You know what helps in terms of stress as well, piggybacking off that conversation we had last episode, is allowing, not being in a rush. You will have less road rage. Mm-hmm. You will be less stressed when you drive. Yes. You will just position yourself time-wise to where you're not always in a rush. Add cushions to your day that is what controls a lot of my stress i just don't cut things too close even Uh, to my classes to whatever i wonder how much if there was a way to measure how much stress that causes the people in society when they're always in a rush fighting against the clock they get up in the morning they're in a rush Mm -hmm. they're whatever they're doing at work they're in a rush always in a rush i hate that feeling where you're always in a rush Mm-hmm. It's like life's just blowing by you. You got to step back a little bit. I I try to <laughs> and uh, the stress of always being in a rush, the anxiety because you taught me right. like we used to go not to get off topic on this. We used to go to the airport. We gave ourselves plenty of time, so we're there getting comfortable, put our bags down, and when the plane's ready to go, we're ready. But yep. we're not like scrambling last second because we've done that and things. things Very man. rare do I do that. It's yeah. only someone else's fault usually. I don't put myself. I always say I don't put myself in these situations. You don't. I don't cause myself undue stress and anxiety yes. when it is preventable. That's a good word to think about. Undue, don't cause yourself undue yeah, stress or anxiety. Yeah, it's preventable. It is. You know that that email you're at home trying to finish before you go to the airport? Be more strategic. Do the email at the airport. What Wi-Fi. can you do that you can leave a little earlier? What can you do at the airport if you're at the airport a whole hour early? You, it's not that it's wasted time. Restructure your day. So that you can utilize that time that you're sitting in the airport waiting area. Yeah. You know, but so that you get to the airport in time. So it's just one of those things. And think about other things in your life. Like for me, you know, if I have to edit a video for TikTok or something like that, 
I'll think this is something I could do for my car, right? So rather than be rushed when I go to my Orange Theory class, I'll save things for car time. And I arrive at class 15 minutes early and I sit in the parking lot. It's not wasted time. It's strategic time. And I think, okay, I'm going to edit my video or I'm going to film a video. I use that time. And then I'm also not stressed. I leisurely walk into class and I'm never rushing. They're not already sitting at the machines. And I start not in a stressed out situation. I do not put myself in situations that are stress for no reason that I can prevent because there's a lot of stress you can't prevent. Nope. A lot. There's a lot you can't prevent. So control the controllables, like I like to say. Yep. That's okay. good advice, though. You know, yeah. you're telling people, they're trying to think, how do I, how, well, how do I do, how do I figure out time management? You got to practice it. You got to, you just got to how to do it. And you, it becomes repetition. Before you know it, it's automatic. You used to leave early. It just, it, it clicks. Yeah. You're not like, I'm one of those last minute guys. I've gotten better, but I used to be real bad. Push it to the last freaking second. And let me tell you, that caused me a lot of anxiety. It does. For nothing. Stupid. It does. Stress and anxiety. Because what if there's an accident? What if something's going on on the road I need to get to work or anything? Then what's going to happen? You're also going to have more road rage. You're going to be pissed off at slow drivers. Yes, that's happened. Guilty. But if you are not in a rush, you got a podcast on. You're Mm -hmm. like, I'm enjoying this drive. I don't care if it's taking me longer because I have a cushion. Yep. I don't, I never care. I actually love the driving time. I'm never in a rush. I know I've become that way. It even irritates you sometimes. I can tell when I'm driving, you feel like I'm not going fast enough. It's because I'm not in a rush. Yeah. I'm just like, what are, what are like, no, I don't I get a, better. I, don't I used get a to prize. be, I used to be bad. I've gotten better. I'm more, much more, you chill. know, it, I don't get a prize when I get like, I'm not in a rush because we have mm-hmm. time Yes. or we don't have to be somewhere at a certain time. We don't, mm-hmm. we're not in a rush. It's okay to slow down. Yeah. And, um, you know, what has worked for me is time blocking. I literally bake in the drive time. So if I have a a class on my, on my calendar, I don't just have the class on my calendar. I have the time it's going to take me to get there Mm -hmm. and the time it's going to take me to get home. All of that time is blocked. So you know what you have time for. If you block out your calendar and include everything, things that take time, getting ready. I have a getting ready block because it takes time, right? Yeah, and if yeah. I don't, if my whole day is crammed up and I haven't blocked out time to take a shower and get ready, when am I going to do that? When I'm on a conference call? That's true. Not going to happen, right? And then I double in, I layer in things to, that I can, that I can, you know, layer in. So like, editing a video in my car, recording a video in my car, that's baked into that driving time, right? Because that driving time gives me more than enough time to get there. Yeah. People need to learn this way because you learn your, your system, it makes life much easier. Yeah. It also helps to, so you don't overextend yourself. You know how it helps you to learn to say no and say no with confidence. Because yeah. if someone's like, hey, you think like tomorrow you can give me a ride to the airport? I'll pull up my calendar and I'll look and I'm like, you know what? I have no slots available to, get, yeah. to, to make that happen. I'm sorry. Yes. You, you know, because don't you find that sometimes you overextend yourself and you're like, oh my gosh. And, then, like, and once you commit, I you don't want to look overcommitted. like, you don't want to look like the bad person and back out. Right. Like a flake. And then you put them in a bad position because yeah. now they're relying on you. Exactly. But now um, on that same token, it, if I have things on there, I sometimes I just have time blocks where I could move them around. They're not detrimental. And I can move it somewhere else, you yes. know, like it'll just, it's a generic time block where I know I need to get miscellaneous things done, but I can move that around. You know, I'm not like so like rigid that I won't move things around, but it is eye opening because sometimes you think you can get more done than you can. And you look at your calendar and you're like, I literally cannot fit anything else. That's why like celebrities, high, high uh, people in positions of power, like tech companies or any any corporations have an assistant for a reason because they have their whole calendar yeah and they know exactly what they're supposed to do where they're supposed to be when's the next meeting that's the purpose of having an assistant letting them mm-hmm. know you have this meeting you have this schedule you have that schedule you, you can forget you can't memorize everything i'm sorry there's so much going on in life you can't remember every meeting everything oh, you have no. to do uh, yeah you have so, to have a calendar i don't care yeah. what kind of job you have or anything you know and i, I actually just talked to my clients about this is Challenge yourself to do some time blocking and and put in the things, put in those non-negotiable things first, 
your your work, your sleep, you, maybe commitments with your kids, like extracurricular commitments and things like that, and then like see where what time you have left. Now plug in your exercise and you know plug in other other things meal prep plug in those things into your calendar you have time if you look at it that way a lot of times people waste a lot of time yes they do they're wasting a lot of time a scrolling lot. and mm-hmm. and all of that yeah. you know, save that for when you're you know sitting at the DMV waiting for your appointment scroll then it's yeah. it's it's leisure time you know it's layered into something else do not use quality time to like do things that aren't mindless yeah that are mindless yeah you know use that scroll when you are waiting for your food to heat up yeah or you know like when you're doing something else multitask yes yeah anyways on to don't sit on the couch for hours at a time um, hot coffee of the our hot coffee topic of the episode which is i can't have record this episode without talking about this i was actually going to do a q a episode today but i'm gonna hold that off for sunday i have a bunch of questions but good because i i can't i can't not talk about what happened with twitch yeah the dj the comedian he was on so you think you can dance he and i have to use the word unalive because i cannot use the the proper word because this video will not get seen this you cannot hashtag the word oh, it is wow. blocked okay damn how'd you know that because i looked it up wow i looked it up he unalived himself on monday checked into a motel with a bag and didn't check out the next day and his wife 11:15 a.m. yeah his wife Monday, frantic, went to the police and said it's very unlike him, that something is wrong. And and then the maids found him the next day because he didn't check out of, of the motel. And I have to say, I got chills when I read it. Chills because other than the fact that you survived, it is verbatim exactly what happened with us. The story. It could have been, that could have been my story. Yeah. I pretty much did the same thing. Because it was the same thing. You you left. We had plans. You um you went missing. Un, you you stopped answering your phone. Your phone was off and it was very not like you and I reported you very quickly within hours and someone's like, you know, sometimes the police told me sometimes grown adults don't want to be found. And I said, "You don't understand." I know, different. I know my husband. Something is wrong. You were literally not even missing for an hour. And I knew something was wrong. That's how quickly I knew because it was so out of character for you to turn off your phone and then not show up to a family event that we had plans for. Yeah. It was, I knew, and it just, literally the blood drained out of my body when I read that story because I felt like it could have been me. That yeah. that was story was written about. And it was just devastating. And I just wanted to address it because, first of all, the social media comments and stuff on it, you know, people just don't understand. They keep saying, like, I don't understand. He had a beautiful wife, kids, money, you know, everything going for him. It doesn't make sense. They got it all wrong. You guys got it all wrong. Has nothing to do with money, riches, fame. Just look at, go down the list and look at how many celebrities that are super ultra rich. Robin Williams. Super rich, worth like a hundred right. million. Uh, I, off the top of my head, I don't know. There's more. They're showing pictures of what celebrities have passed on, but there's nothing to do with it. Well, it does have something to do with money I a mean, lot of times because the stress. Okay, okay, go ahead. So Let me say- yeah, yeah, Yes, it does. Yes, it does. For their instance, for their case, I, they're, they're, they're rich. No, they're but that's the perception. We don't know what's going on. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. We don't know. We don't know. And that's yeah. my point. My point is... Yeah, you never know. You can't speculate because you don't know what is going on in their life. You know, because I think about no the, more the joy. people That's told me, you know, like, I don't understand. You guys look like you were having, you know, was that not true? Like, didn't you guys look like you had so much fun in Mexico? We had gone to Mexico mm-hmm. for our five-year wedding anniversary two weeks prior. Yes. 
And I think people's perception was like, was that fake? Was that not true then? Did you guys not have a good time? Like, I don't understand. I didn't understand either. We did have a good time on the trip. And you were struggling internally in silence. You were struggling already, but Mm -hmm. you were struggling in silence. And I've seen a lot of other comments that say the wife has to know something. There has to be something. And that bothers me. Nope, not true. Because right away. We hide it. Right, right away, people want to look to the wife. Yeah. They, they, they want to look. She's got to know something. They, they want, want to put you know blame. What, you know what they always want to play, They want to do this. Point fingers, yeah. blame, put blame. They want somebody to blame. Like, you're the person that's responsible. No. Right. And I want you guys to remember that nope. hindsight is twenty twenty. Hindsight is twenty twenty. When you are living with someone day to day. You know their patterns, their movements. You know everything. You know, if you called me. I'd answer the phone. No, I know. Yeah. But but beyond that, though, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying before that, Yeah. did I know, did I start to put things together that something wasn't right? With me? Yes. Yeah, you did. But I did not, you know, stress and life stuff. Because I remember, I started really thinking about this once I read the story. Leading up to it, before it happened, I remember, I could tell you were very stressed. And we were leaving, we left the gym and I said, we, we your stresses at the time were a lot financial. Mm-hmm. It had to do with financial stuff. A lot of it, part of it yeah. was financial. And I remember like saying like, don't worry, like we'll figure it out. And we kind of had this conversation because I, I felt like I needed to take some, I felt you had a lot of financial pressure on you. And I wanted to make sure you knew like it was on me as well. And like mm-hmm. I was, we will figure it out. And you just kind of nodded and said, yeah, I know, I know. Because as men, it's hard to, let people know how we're feeling because then the, you, you, as a man you don't want to be judged then you think like we want to think you're weak or you're soft all these assumptions that we we put in our own on our head but it's important to talk about this because now that i've talked to other friends about it they'll reach out to me when they're having a moment mm-hmm. they're not dark like i was but they're getting in that they're getting in that direction i just kind of stop them and tell them hey w- look look at things you have to look forward to don't look at the negative you know, I, I know it's tough right now, and a lot of people, we're in a tough mm-hmm. spot. America, the world, post-pandemic, whatever, a lot, a lot of war. There's a lot going on. That's social media, a lot mm-hmm. of stuff. Just be open-minded when somebody's going through things. And, and remember this, you never know what someone's going through. We hide it well. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I hid it till the end. Till you, you knew, you kind of were on to me a little bit. You kind of like, But here's you know the thing off. I want to be really clear about. <clears throat> I knew something was wrong. Yes. But I had no idea that you were on the verge of taking your life. Nope. Zero. Zero idea. What did you Until, say to me earlier? What did you say to me? People who talk about it? Those are the, the, they're releasing. That's a good thing. If they're talking yes. about it, they're a further away from actually doing it. Yeah. And let me yes. tell you this. He left his car at home for a reason he knew he was gonna go he wasn't someone said oh he left his car for a cry for help so someone would notice and and think to go look for him no they got it all wrong man he went there and knew exactly what he was gonna do and he accomplished the task and the only difference between him and you is you didn't accomplish the task you didn't have access to a gun or it would have been complete you just failed Thank God you did. And I and I, and I felt bad like a loser after that too. Like I could, I, I, in a weird way, I was like, "Golly, I can't even accomplish this." And Isn't that weird? And let me tell you, that was a fear of mine, a big fear. I remember thinking to myself, "Oh my gosh, what if he's upset that he, it didn't?" Because whatever the problems were that led you to do that, they're still there. And I knew this. I'm thinking to myself, "You're in the hospital, the psychiatric ward." And I'm thinking to myself, the problems still exist, whatever they are. I don't know what they are exactly yet, but they're still here. In fact, this situation has only just created more problems, Mm -hmm. right? Because now here you were in a situation where didn't have health insurance. Nope. Medical bills and all of that stuff. Like we were in a tough spot. Mm-hmm. And it just got worse. And I was petrified that you were going to do it again. And I looked up the stats on that. And the stats went, are someone will more, more, than, more likely than not, like 75% will attempt again within a year. Damn. 
That's yeah. I put the freaking camera in the living room <laughs> so that when I was in my office, I could watch you while I was working. And if you went to the bathroom and you took more than like a minute or two, I would get up and go check on you in the bathroom. Yeah. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I would watch the camera. Oh, yeah. I was so oh, yeah. afraid. Oh, yeah, Tyler watching me too. I remember. Yeah, I did. And I didn't want you to even close the door. I didn't want you to lock the door, the bathroom, close the door. I was petrified. It was, it was a tough, it was How tough. How did I get there, man? If people look, see, here's the thing. People who know me, for the most part, look at me like tattoo, strong individual. I train in Muay Thai boxing. Yes, that's all external for sure. Internal though, it doesn't matter. When you're going through it, man, you're going through it. You're having a dark moment. It, it hits you. And as men, we feel like failures. Like we fail our wife. We fail our kids. We fail our life. That's also a deciding factor. You start thinking about it, you're no good to Listen, nobody. Listen, I feel like there is something, there's a tie to men in their 40s. I believe he's in his 40s. I believe he's in his 40s. Look, can I, should I look it up? Look it I just up. want to look it up. So we... I believe he's in his 40s, yeah. but there is a connection yes. to somebody who is in their 40s. It's like a, it's like a, the perfect storm. And then they have, and then, so they're having maybe, maybe he could be younger, but. Hold on. I'll tell you Get it, 1982. 40. Sheesh, man. He's 40. Something happened even it's, to me It's a 40s. mental thing that happens. Damn. And then dealing with that and then usually other things layer in so maybe there was financial stress that we don't know about maybe there was something that he was afraid to share with his wife yeah you know where he felt like a failure or some it's something he had plenty of people that he could have reached out to but he didn't because he was probably the one that was the funny guy making everybody laugh he was the entertainer he didn't want to not fulfilled that persona he felt like he was failing yeah you know and you don't know and please do not speculate and judge i've heard lots of rumors lots of crazy things i've heard crazy things the elite society oh stop you know it. blah 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 Cons- like oh, oh they the conspiracy theories came out yeah and let me tell you i heard conspiracy theories when, when it happened with you too like so what? before we were able to talk to you when mm-hmm. i got the news um and I shared it with friends. They're like, it can't be. It's impossible. You got to love it. It's have impossible. Been, yeah. He must have been kidnapped or, you know, set up or something. They did not believe it was possible. And this is the problem. Yeah. Well, how do you think we felt when Junior Seau was a famous NFL football player, took his life? That was a shock. Like, What? This big Samoan tough football player took his life. It was like crazy. There was a shock to everybody in the community. Like, how? He's got money. He's got a beautiful wife. That's what everybody says, you know, right away. They're all wrong. All you guys are wrong about your assumptions. And let me tell you, God, it makes me just irritated so badly about social media because I, I read comments on some of the posts and I, the ignorance of people. Someone Sometimes was I said, clap back. You know, oh, if, he, if it's money problems, why did he spend money on a, on a motel to do it? <laughs> people are so stupid you know why you want me to explain to you why because we both did that he did that obviously because he doesn't want nothing to blow back on his wife because there's going to be an investigation right you do it in the home they might look at her like wait a minute did he do it or did she plus do it plus the home isn't that going to taint your home why would you do that yes and he has kids taint your home exactly imagine and you can't speculate. imagine coming home imagine if he did that at home and she came home to find him like that or his kids came home to find him. you're not traumatizing that be it's already traumatizing they lost she lost her husband the kids lost their father right but to come home and to physically see that, mm-hmm. that is a whole different animal whole different animal and, and i think people why. just right off the bat they're gonna want to look at the wife i felt that way i absolutely felt that way i felt like they always blame the marriage. I felt like I was like walking around with a scarlet letter. Like, and like, I'm the, I'm the wife to, you know, like my, I must be a terrible person to, to have a husband that, you know, did that. Yeah, yeah. And that's how I felt for a while. I felt like I was, it was almost like shame for me. And I did feel... I think I have said before on here that I don't feel like I was to blame. But no. at the same time, I feel guilty. 
because I Did you feel like let me ask you this while we're on here. Did you feel like you failed me as a wife or something? Of course. And uh, while That's I don't I feel like you. I should it was my fault, I no. feel like I could have done more. Mm. You know, I could have questioned more. I could have been a little more aware, uh, you know, of what was going on. Yeah. And I, I think that now I have just a different mindset on who is capable of taking their life. And it's anybody. Anybody. And it, I, ne- I thought it looked like something more. I thought that the person who would be close to doing that would be a lot more look dreadful look miserable and you didn't because you were trying even more than ever to put on a happy face Mm -hmm. i was you know so you because you wanted so badly to keep it a secret yes and even then i still noticed but i just was mad at myself because i remember thinking because i i knew once a few hours went by and i just started to think of all the scenarios Mm -hmm that could happen i i don't know what dawned on me because i never thought that you had a i never thought you had a xanax problem leading up to that but i went and i specifically went and looked in the bedroom and i noticed that you left your wedding ring Mm -hmm. behind and your bracelet that i gave you you left it which you never leave the house without like without your wedding ring unless it's like the gym so right after, when I saw that, I started looking through your stuff for notes. So like it dawned on me, and I don't know why, because it never dawned on me that that was even a possibility. But when I saw my, the wedding ring, it did dawn on me. And so I went into the bathroom and I looked for the Xanax. And when the Xanax bottle was missing, I immediately went into panic mode. I grabbed Tyler. We started looking. And I did look for, I looked at all the motels in the area. Because I thought, where would he go? I sat and thought to myself, where would he go? I even went to like the last place you were, asked them to look at the cameras. Which direction did you go? I was close. I was close close to finding the motel that you were at. You were close. I stayed at a a sister motel that night because I didn't even want to stay in the house. And I went, you know, I, I was searching literally like all night, all day, calling everywhere, hospitals. Sorry. Yeah. But I don't know what came to me and thought like and then when that thought came to me i knew that's what it was i knew so i knew that the chances of finding you alive each hour that went by were were more and more slim yeah it's crazy it's still like damn did we really go through that that's nuts and it's good that we talk about it because people need to know it's okay it's okay you know because we're going through a lot of stuff. And, and listen, we're not trying to be like, oh, poor little me. Um, men have it so tough. Life's tough. We just take on a lot on our, on our shoulders. And when we don't succeed at it, we, yeah, we're hard on ourselves. And you don't know. And let me tell we're you this. We're the hardest on ourselves. Yeah. You guys just don't know. We don't, we don't want to like, tell other men that we're struggling. Because you don't want to be looked at like, oh, he's a weakling. He's a whiner. He's complaining. Shut up. Toughen up. Mental health is real, man. You could talk all the smack you want. I don't know what happened in my brain in my 40s. I was never had these thoughts in my 30s that I can remember ever. And a psychiatrist said something interesting to me. Never dawned on me. She had asked me my mother attempted suicide. I said, yeah, she did. Mm-hmm. I said, but we were alive as kids already. She tried to swallow. Same thing I did. Swallow a bottle of pills. And she goes, I'd hate to tell this to you, but you probably don't know. But she probably tried it before you guys were even born. And it dawned on me like, damn, I know my mother went through something back home in her country where mm-hmm. like her, allegedly her boss or something sexually assaulted her. She never told me this. I heard it through mm-hmm. my sister and, and maybe, maybe some time after that, maybe she did attempt it or maybe the thoughts were always there in it's her head. It's trauma and yeah. you pass on trauma. And it's basically what I'm DNA. trying to get to is I, that's what she told me. Mm-hmm. She goes, I hate to say this, but you probably inherited your mother's trauma. I'm like, okay. Yeah. It's trauma. Because my brother had thoughts for many years, suicide. He would tell me, my brother had thoughts, but he would talk to me about it. And I talked about it. That was his saving grace. And because I did that, I really did that. It changed his mindset. I don't even think he has it. He never brought it up to me no more. I'm going to ask him. I'm going to reach out how he's doing just to make sure. But he hasn't mentioned it to me in a long time. He said his mindset changed. But that was his saving grace is that he was talking about it. People Mm -hmm. don't talk about it that are 
the the ones that are going to do it are not going to talk about it. And, and you know what's crazy about that? And I'm going to tell you another thing about is you might not even be suicidal. And I, I talked to a friend of mine about this, but he said he was just, you know, he was questioning him, him, his manhood and himself for life. He wasn't suicidal, but he thought, damn, if I just turn my car to the left, I could, it'll go off the cliff and it'll be over. Mm-hmm. You know how many fleeing thoughts people have and mm-hmm. actually go through with that? No, that's a common. A la- it's last second. It just, all of a sudden, it just hits you. Boom. Yeah. And you just do it. That's common, actually. What I'm trying to explain is I was suicidal. I had the thoughts already inside of me. Mm-hmm. Some people don't. Some people get it instantly, and that instant they do, they act They'll on do it, it quick. They'll act they don't on even it. think twice about right. the consequence. Don't think like me. Let me slow down. Let me pull over. Let me catch my breath. Right. A famous boxer, Tyson Fury, super rich, super famous, best, one of the best ever heavyweights on planet Earth in the history of boxing. After he won his heavyweight title against Klitschko, he was on top of the world. He said, he said, no purpose in life. He hit the highs of highs. He had a Ferrari, money. He was. How about if I just keep driving this far 200 miles? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to the wall. He had fleeing thoughts and mm-hmm. he talked about it. That was the thing. He talked about it, told the world what he was feeling. Mm-hmm. Everybody respected him for it. People were like, no way. You, you're a badass boxer. You're a tough dude. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like you said, people think they know. They don't no, know. No, it's not. And you know, like it's kind of like when you have when you're dealing with a very stressful situation or something, mm-hmm. a, a hard time in life. Yes. And if you the thought, then you start to think, like, gosh, if I just ended my life i wouldn't have to deal with any of this yep. right now and almost like a warm feeling comes over it you. it does like it's over all the, all the pressure of life and stress is over but it's you done. need to what the most important thing i think people need to understand is that good times, bad times are not permanent true we always said about the weather like it could be dumping dumping water on us ugly gray the worst Let's look at the sky today, nice and blue. Right. You know, the clouds are gone, the sky is yeah. blue again. And it's like the tattoo, this tattoo that I got, the I love that. The Japanese cherry blossom. Yes. It's a reminder. <clears throat> that that tattoo is very symbolic for me because it is a reminder that the flowers bloom again. And it's beautiful when they bloom. But one, you know, storm, one windstorm, and all those beautiful flowers are gone and all you're left with is branches those times you are the times you have to endure but you have to remember the flowers will bloom again mm-hmm. so you have to endure tough times but you have to go through it to get on the other side yeah and you and during those that's when you have to talk to people and if you can't talk to your family because you have shame and you don't want them to know talk to a stranger call that that 988 number Talk yeah. to somebody else. Uh, Do you uh, think that you would have, you know, some of because you said a lot of times after I went to sleep is at night you would sit in bed and have these crazy thoughts. Mm-hmm. Do you think that if there were commercials at night that would have said call 988 or if you're struggling, would it have, would it have resonated with you? Do you think you might have made a phone call? I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't on, honestly answer that. I don't know. The, I mean, not to be too graphic but i mean honestly it's one of those late night shows we were watching that actually gave you one of the ideas on how to on what to do right Mm -hmm. not to get too kind of explicit but it did involve pills but as well as some drano yes was involved for you guys to Mm -hmm. know there was multiple things at play it's a it's a miracle that you survived honestly and 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 i've talked about it it before we've talked about this before not just the pills that that what i've learned recently too about pills not that i no no, i'm not gonna say it i won't say i'm not gonna reveal it but anyways yeah there was there was three things that i had done and and like you said i it's a miracle that i survived right this strong body of mine kept me alive or or my mother guardian angel something came and said it's not your time because I wore my Fitbit. Yeah. And it wondered how many beats share. per minute. 26. It stopped registering your heart. So you're, it was it was months later, I decided to plug in your Fitbit. And I, I wanted to, to look at that. it. I, for, I forgot to take it off. It showed the nights leading up to what happened. And it made it a little more like, okay, you weren't sleeping. There's the psychosis. You were taking the Xanax that was causing you not to be able to sleep. It did the you opposite. You were abusing the Xanax. Mm-hmm. And then your heart rate was accelerated. One of the nights, like two nights before, it was your heart rate was like 221. 
Like that is like See, I thought I was going crazy. I thought I could feel my heart beating and I was like, I must be tweaking. Mm -hmm. It was so, 221. And then the day of everything that happened. 221 in bed, you guys, not even yeah, doing in cardio. Bed when you were trying to Sleep. relax. Mm -hmm. And then the day it happened, when you checked in the, the motel, I could see where then your heart rate started to drop. So obviously you were drinking, you're taking the pills. And it stopped registering at like 10.30 at night, 10.30 p.m. You were not found until 2 p.m. the next day. 2 p.m.? 2 p.m. That's when they found me? Mm-hmm. Damn. Not so 11, you were supposed to you were supposed to check out at 11 and yes. they, you hadn't. So they finally went into your room at 2 o'clock. Remember you your, asked me, you, you remember anything? You remember they were out of the hospital? Nah, I don't remember. Well, the... The Fitbit nothing. stopped registering your heart rate. It was at 26 beats a minute. It stopped. It just, it went. When do we die? When did you, I, I mean, I know it goes to zero, but. Well, it stopped. I don't know. To me, if I would have looked at that, if you hadn't survived and I would have looked at that, I would have thought, okay, he, this is the time of death. Yeah. So your heart, you were hanging on by a freaking thread. And when they, they gave me your backpack that you had, um, the bottle of pills was in the bag. And inside they the bottle. They gave me my prescription bottle back, huh? Inside the bottle was one pill stuck to the bottom of the bottle. And I thought to myself, this is the pill that would have taken, that would have been. Done it. me in. This pill one. that stuck to the bottom of the bottle. I just was shocked, you know, at the thought of that, especially after seeing the Fitbit information. So it's just crazy to me that you did survive it, but you did survive it. And we do have this platform now. And I remember talking to you through that time and telling you someday we're going to be able to talk about this. Remember? Yes. I said, someday we're going to look back. This is going to be a distant memory. I and mean, it's going to be one remember, hell of a story. Remember we were going, we were walking and you were talking back. Like, we should start a podcast. And I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I was kind of like, whatever. And then eventually you just did it. Right. And here we are, what? Oh, almost three years later, Maybe three or years and a month, yeah. And and who so knew that you'd be able to? And you know, you never know. There's one person could be hearing this right now, and it could help them. Yeah. Just one person yes. who's, you know, I want you guys remember your your. Just want to pull something up to show people, and I'll put it to the camera. A friend of mine posts this up because he's been he's been following the story like crazy and telling people, please, please, you guys, please. Men need to know it's okay. I'm going to put this to the camera so you could kind well, of- Well, I'll put it I'll put it up. Okay. Yeah, I'll put it up on the video, but it says, look, look. men need to know it's okay to ask for help, to break down, to cry, to need support, to be vulnerable, to go to therapy, to not be okay, to talk about feelings. Yeah. It's hard for us to do that. It's I don't hard. know why. It's hard. I mean, it's not just men here too. It's women too. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Struggle. It's women. But, for sure. Yeah. But it's crazy how many- you know, we commit suicide way more than you guys. Yeah. It's crazy. Because man. there is, it is more acceptable for a woman to have emotion. And when you hold things in, that is when they're very destructive. Yeah. You know, if something is held in and it's erupting on the inside, it's going to yeah. cause much more destruction. If a bomb goes off inside something that's enclosed, it's going to destroy it. Right. Mm -hmm. But if it goes off in the middle of a field. Mm -hmm. L less damage. less collateral damage yes right much less collateral and so damage. talking is so important and it not only and you know it it made me stop and think just because you know i went through that with you it's like i can't forget like i have to i have to check in on my son i have yes. to check in on my daughter i have to make sure they're okay and that they know that there is nothing that's worth losing your life no over. no nothing no problem no money problem like with family and loved ones, you could get through anything. Yeah. I'm lucky I have a support system. I have you in my life, family. Imagine the people who don't. You have you tissue? Oh. Oops. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know, you yeah. know, and so uh, you have to remind family members though that you are there for them and yeah. they don't have to be okay. And on, a, on a totally different scale, I'm not going to really put myself in the, like, I've been suicidal, but this year I've faced more hard times than I have in my entire life. Yeah. And. It's tough too, what you've been going through. My 
old self, I would say I would never have communicated mm-hmm. the th- as much as I, I, I'm still lack communicate. I still don't communicate my feelings as much as most people. Yes. I keep a lot of things in. You do. But this year I did release more than I ever have. I let it out and I'm, I know that that helped me. You know, I know, I know that it helped me. I mean, it was, it was weird. It was like the perfect storm. My mom died and then my dad got cancer and then we lost diesel. And then when we lost karma and people look at me like, oh, you reacted so much as you're just your dog dying. It wasn't, it was just my dog dying. It was the culmination of the perfect storm. We of got stuff. Beat, beat down. Took a beat. And I had to let it out. Yes. And I remember just one day just turning on my camera and I just let it out on camera. That's good. And I posted it. I, it's like my five years ago or even a couple years ago, I would have never done that in a million years. Not yeah. only of what I have not let it out, I wouldn't have let anybody know what I was going through, but it helped me to let it out. It does. It's good to talk about it. It helped me to let it out. And I think that that's, it's a pride thing. It's like sometimes when you feel like you are the strong one for other people, mm-hmm. and this is where I know you felt that way. You feel like you can't because then you're going to let those people down. Yeah. Sorry, I get emotional because I feel. But just, it's I'm true. About and I feel like here. you felt like you failed me. Yeah. That was one of the things that you felt like you failed me as a husband. Yes. And that's how I was feeling of like I failed. Like I'm supposed to be the strong one, the <laughs> matriarch for my kids. And, and how, how am I not handling this well? Mm-hmm. I need to mm-hmm. be strong for them and not show weakness i didn't want them to see me cry or whatever and i think that's not the right thing to do nope your kids knew you were hurting bad after you lost your mother they were super concerned your daughter was concerned because they they know you're not emotional you don't cry but that's your mother i don't care but tears are good yes tears are good like the way you cry now more easily you never did you you used to be angry about tears you would say i fought it like I don't I cry. I don't like it because because my, my father told me you know? only girls cry. I'm old school Latin dude. We're not supposed to cry. I, I was raised, but and men and people need to cry. You feel better after you cry. Yeah. I, every time that I cried this year, which is more than this year than my entire life put together. Yeah. I felt better after. It sucks to be in the moment. It's kind of like when you have the stomach flu and it sucks to be throwing up. But you know you're going to feel so much better after yeah. you throw up. That's what a good cry feels so like. So I'll give you an example of, of crying. Because you know how people look at crying like it's a negative. Like, oh, he must be so sad. He must be heartbroken. No. I'll give you an example. The best of the best fighters in the UFC. This is mixed martial arts. The baddest of the baddest. When they win a fight, a battle in there, and they win, you'll see a lot of guys get to their knees and break down and cry. Because of what they've gone through to get that victory. It's emotional. The sacrifice. Mm-hmm. The, the heartache, the the uh, the pain and training, the cutting the weight, just yeah, so much. And then they get that victory, such a, like a relief. Like, and then they cry because, you know, tears of joy. It's, a it's not tears of sadness. It's tears yeah. of joy and happiness. Different kind of tears. So it's we have rele- different kind of crying. Yeah, I mean, it's a release. It's yes. a release. It's, it's pressure it's release. bursts pipes. Facts. Pressure so you bursts gotta pipes. let it out. That's why, like, the people that are talking about it, Mm-hmm. Good for you because yes. you are you are helping to release some of that pressure. Yes. You're letting it out. It will feel better. Yes. You know, if you let it out, when you hold it in, you know, it builds up and, you, you know, it could manifest into some crazy thought when you're driving. Like maybe if I just jump up, you know, throw, throw my car off the cliff yeah. or jump in front of a train or. Or catch the, catch the bus with the tourists to Golden Gate Bridge and do that. <laughs> A lot of people do that too. I mean, there's a lot of, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. It's nuts. It's, it's crazy. But you know, one thing I do know is that when we, we watched the special one time about people that jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge and survived. Yeah. It was a really good documentary. Yes, and one thing that was consistent with every single person, not one of them said they were upset that it didn't, that it wasn't successful. They, they were so grateful that it, they were not successful. They were grateful that they're still here. Yeah. And I remember that was an important thing for me to know from you. Like, you're not upset that you survived, are you? Like, 
are you glad to be alive? And I, and initially I did ask you that and you said, no, I'm glad, I'm glad, but you were still just, it was a struggle. It was a struggle. You were still going through it. It didn't, none of the problems went away. They just actually snowballed a little bit worse. So it got a little worse before it got better. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, but everybody <sighs> that, and, and I'm so heartbroken that Twitch didn't survive. That he didn't, you know, miss. That yeah, I, I'm no. heartbroken, but I don't. And I and I, my heart goes out to his family, his mother who's still alive, and for people that are saying. And how do you are, think they're going to feel? His parents like, why didn't he reach out to us? Of course, they're going to feel that they're way. But have guilt it's too. not their fault. No, it's not at all. It's not their fault. And you know what? The person. It didn't mean they don't love you. I remember that's something that my dad told me. It's I was like, scared but, about you thinking about that about me. It wasn't that I didn't love you. Trust me. Yeah, like, but he's like, wasn't he going to miss you? Like, that was what dad said. Like, why would he do that? And he didn't even say goodbye. I remember thinking that. And I remember thinking like, gosh, he knew what he was going to go do. And he, I was on the computer. I was working. I was getting stuff done. And I remember you walked out the door and I'm like, and he didn't even give me a hug. I remember thinking that. And then I was... I was like, you did, you left. I mean, part of me at sometimes, I'm not going to lie to you and say that at times I wasn't angry. I know. You have a right to be. But I put it away and I dealt with that. The last thing you needed to deal with was my anger. But I was angry because I felt like you were going to leave me with a lifetime of questions. Because you didn't even leave me a note. But then you told me you did leave me a note. I did. It was in the hotel room, right? Yes, it was. I wrote something. I don't you know, know where that paper went. I think that Where'd it go? the manager got that paper because he tried calling me. He was given my information and mm-hmm. I was given his information and said he wants you to call him by the police officer. I think he was going to give me that note. Mm. That's what I think. But I didn't call because I was afraid that you had damaged the room. And like, I am like, the last thing I needed was another bill from now the motel. So I just didn't call. I avoided it. Yeah. But he was probably going to give me that note. Maybe I would have called if you wouldn't have survived. I don't know. I wonder how many suicides happen in motels. That's crazy because, you know, it's crazy. It happens. Like- see, it's a common thing. They need to be trained. They need to train employees to, like, look for the signs. Paying cash. You paid cash. I, tr- I looked. I did everything. You paid, but Is that what Twitch cash- did? I don't know if he Probably did. Probably did. Motels usually accept cash. I don't know, ID. but you paid for you paid cash. You um, turned off your phone for like the find my iPhone. You did all the yep. things so that I couldn't find you. I even, you know, I know this is kind of rambling mm-hmm. on, but for a while I was afraid every time you left in the car, <laughs> I put a tracker on the car without you knowing. You did. Because I just, not be, not for any reason, no jealous reason, no. anything like that, other than I just never wanted you to be able to go missing where yes. I couldn't find you immediately. Yes. That was smart of you to do that. And it, I forgot about the tracker after a while. And it was like maybe a year or two later, you came home. We're like, I don't know what happened, but there's a tracker on the car. Because we had, your car got damaged. Remember I had to go to the shop? Yeah. And then my guy called me. He's like, hey, I got something to show you. And I show, show him. He goes, you got a tracker? I go. He goes, maybe maybe because they used to rent this car out and they left it there. I go, yeah, maybe. And then I asked you about it. Like, I never knew we had this. And then you came clean and <laughs> told me. I was like, uh-oh. I felt so guilty <laughs> because it was long after. So yeah. I thought you were going to think it was like for other reasons or something. Like, no. 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 Not at all. Anyways, it's glad we could have a little bit of a laugh because it's been very sad. It's been weighing very heavy on my heart. My heart is heavy. My heart is heavy. Many people are affected. And you know, if anything... This is very tragic, but I truly believe that losing his life is going to save lives. He's going to save lives. Unfortunately, his wasn't able to be saved, but having this happen and it becoming very mainstream and everybody's very impacted. It's kind of like, this reminds me of when Kobe Bryant. Yeah. When Kobe Bryant died. You know what I wanted to- The world is impacted. I've been wanting to do this for a while. I just don't know how because I'm not technologically savvy like you are, but I feel like I need to start a YouTube page to talk about this to men, just to reach out, talk. Mm -hmm. Just talk. Just talk. Tell them it's okay. I know. Something. It's a crisis. This is something 
that needs to be addressed. I, you know what I trained? For many years, I worked out for the physical. I wanted to be able to land girls. I wanted to impress people. I was a bouncer. I wanted muscles. I want to look. I, I gave this tough guy I mean, a big muscle bound. Mm -mm. I don't care about none of that. I train this now. This is first. If this is strong, then the rest will follow. So that's how I train. I don't train for physical. That's a, it's a bonus. Mm -hmm. I train for here now. Different. My mindset is different. I have to different. admit I'm the same. The same. I train for Working this. Working out. The body will follow. You got to train this though. Because if, yeah. if, if the mind is no good, the body's not going to do nothing for you. Fitness saved my life this year. It really, truly did. It saved mine too when I came out of that darkness. You forced me I to go to the gym. I forced you to the gym. Read books, forced me to the gym. And by doing that, you, 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 you kind of got my dorphins, everything yeah. going again. You got to hack the hormones. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It's if, true. If you don't know, if you can't find that, those feelings, you got to stop and think like, how does our body work? What can I do that's going to release the hormones that I need to feel right now to make me feel better? Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, and that's, I knew that you needed vitamin D. I knew mm -hmm. that you needed exercise. I knew that you needed to get out of the house, that you needed to get sh shower, get ready. Yeah. Get off the couch. Get off the couch. You know, I knew that you needed to do all those things and anyways guys sorry this was a little on the heavier side but you know we hope we can good. help someone though yeah. that's all it is I we hope. just want you guys to look at everybody and just know you don't know what someone's going through and ask them if they're okay ask your husband your brother your father your, your wife your sister yeah. your cousin check in on everybody man be nice to each other it's we're in tough times a lot of us are struggling check in and check dig in. a little sometimes dig. be that annoying person if you feel like you something's it? not right mm-hmm don't let that go. Pay attention, husbands and wives. Pay attention. Yeah. To each Pay other. attention. If you feel that something's not right, act on it. Yeah. Act on it because you love them. That's okay. You're not. You're not. Right. As men, we take it like, ah, oh, she's bothering me. She's nosy. She's just, no. Maybe she fucking loves you and wants to make sure you're okay. Just, that's yeah. all. Act on it because I hopefully learned my lesson. It's a good reminder, though. Even though we went through that, doesn't mean that. I know exactly what to do and I'm always going to pick up on all the signs again. Mm -hmm. It's a good reminder to be aware. Open my eyes. Pay attention to my loved ones. Make sure they're okay. Yeah. And if you are feeling off, feeling suicidal, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it, if you're not in a good place mentally, seek help. Seek and help. they have a, a hotline now, 988. Seek help. You can get free assistance seek help um we'll be back on monday with a new episode and that is we will address the question so thank you all for those of you who submitted questions we will be going over those questions hopefully we can make it a little more lighthearted on the next episode but i i just couldn't let this episode no. go by without addressing the big huge elephant in the room yeah. my heart goes out again to twitch's family his mm -hmm. wife his Kids. his parents and um, I hope that they get the support that they need and know that there's, n you know, it's not their fault. Yeah. It's not their Even fault. Even Ellen is crushed, you know, I Ellen know. DeGeneres. All right, you guys. Thank you so much. Thank we'll you. See you in the next one.